Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. China extends Belt and Road Initiative in Latin America. Antigua and Barbuda Department of Environment signs MOU with WOTA Corporation. Bahamas signs $9 million financing deal for renewable energy reform. Jamaica will benefit from ascension to patent corporation treaty. University of the West Indies United Nations Development Program form agreement for blue economy. And St. Vincent and the Grenadines of volcano monitoring equipment vandalized. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean. Caribbean News Roundup for Tuesday, April 5th. We start a report today with a look at China's Belt and Road Initiative in Latin America. Bahamanews.net reports that the U.S. has realized that China is cutting lucrative deals in South America as more nations are joining China's Belt and Road Initiative. The revelation was made by U.S. Senator last Thursday during a Senate Foreign Relations Subcommittee hearing, as reported by Reuters, with little to compare by the way of U.S.-built projects and efforts in the region. Countries like Ecuador or Argentina signed on to the Belt and Road Initiative in February and are willing to take quality risk in return for certainty of Chinese investment. China has a plan. We do not have a plan, said Senator Edward Markey, Democrat of Massachusetts, while officials from several U.S. agencies discussed their strategies. 20 of 31 Latin American countries have signed on to become a part of the Belt and Road China Initiative. China has financed infrastructure projects in another five nations, and several countries have been persuaded to drop diplomatic relations with Taiwan. The U.S. meanwhile is struggling to fill regional ambassador spots in Latin America with political disagreements tying up appointments. Antigua Newsroom reports that on March 25th, the Antigua and Barbuda Department of Environment signed a Memorandum of Understanding with the Japanese corporation WOTA to formalize their collaboration in support of conducting research and testing of WOTA's water treatment devices in select areas in Antigua and Barbuda. The testing will assess the viability of WOTA's technology and products in homes and other buildings on the Twin Islands and identifying the best practices for installation. WOTA's small-scale decentralized water recycling technology and products are set to improve the availability of quality water supply that meets applicable water standards. The Department of the Environment and WOTA made their initial connections at the Conference of Parties 26 to the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change, an annual international climate conference where WOTA director Ryo Yamada conducted a presentation. Climate change and other extreme weather events have compromised water security and hygiene for Antigua and Barbuda and other small island developing states. This partnership may be available to provide access to clean, safe, and affordable water to Antigua and Barbuda, said Minister of Health, Wellness, and the Environment, Sir Molwin Joseph. The Bahamas Tribune reports that the government of the Bahamas has signed a $9 million non-reimbursable financing agreement with the European Union and Interdevelopment Bank to assist with renewable energy reform in the country. The signing ceremony was held at the Ministry of Finance and attended by Economic Affairs Minister Michael Halkitis, along with IDB and EU representatives Daniela Carrera Marquise and Marianne Van Steen. 
Ms. Carrera Marquise from the Interdevelopment Bank said the grant will allow for the construction of several solar energy projects throughout the Bahamas. One such project includes the installation of two microgrids in Abaco, thereby improving the island's electricity infrastructure which suffered damage after Hurricane Dorian. It is expected that the initiative will benefit between 13,000 to 17,000 residents on the island. The grant will also fund similar solar energy projects in New Providence. The move brings the country one step closer to fulfilling its goal of 30% renewable energy penetration by 2030. Jamaica Information Service reports that Jamaica's Minister of State in the Ministry of Industry, Investments and Commerce, Dr. Norman Dunn, says Jamaica's ascension to the Patent Corporation Treaty will lead to significant progress in strengthening the country's innovation, ecosystem and gross domestic product. The state minister was addressing a recent seminar on the new Patents Designed Act 2020, which was hosted by the Jamaica Intellectual Property Office in cooperation with the World Intellectual Property Organization. Jamaica's ascension to the Patent Corporation Treaty was provided under the new legislation. On November 10, 2021, Jamaica deposited the instrument of ascension to the World Intellectual Property Organization, making the island the 154th member of the treaty. The effective date for the treaty in Jamaica was February 10, 2022. The agreement makes it possible for innovators to seek patent protection for an invention in several countries by filing a single international patent application, designating several countries for which protection is being sought. Meanwhile, Dr. Dunn said the new Patent and Design Act has brought the intellectual property framework of Jamaica into the 21st century, opening new sources of international revenue for Jamaicans. Barbados Today reports that the University of the West Indies partnership with the United Nations Development Program to address issues relating to the blue economy is bearing fruit. That is according to the University of the West Indies Vice Chancellor, Professor Sir Hilary Beckles, who said progress was being made following the signing of the Memorandum of Understanding between the two organizations. He made the comments during a webinar held under the theme Strengthening Research Policy Linkages for a thriving blue economy in the Caribbean. I'm happy to report that after three years, what I have seen is the development of best practices in terms of partnership, in terms of activism, and establishing a track record for getting things done, Sir Hillary said. Dr. Luis Felipe Lopez Calva, the United Nations Assistant Secretary General and the United Nations Development Program Regional Director for Latin America and the Caribbean, described the collaboration as a productive alliance. He maintained that there was a need for small island developing states like those in the Caribbean to work together to find viable solutions. In related news, Sinkitz and Nevis Observer reports that the United Nations Climate Change Panel is calling for a substantial reduction in the global use of fossil fuels in order to avoid the worst impacts of climate change. The latest report from the panel says that by 2030, greenhouse gas emissions need to be cut by at least 43 percent to prevent 1.5 degrees Celsius warming at the end of the century, a key threshold 
that would help the world evade much of the potential climate damage. According to the report, combustion of fossil fuel and industrial processes are responsible for about 78 percent of climate warming emissions over the past decades. Many of the world's largest emitters, including the United States, China, Russia, and India, have been hesitant to cut down their use of fossil fuels. The UN report calls for limiting the use of coal by 95%, oil by 60%, and natural gas by 45% in 2050, when compared to their use in 2019. This third installment of the Intergovernmental Panel on climate change, six climate report focuses on climate resolutions. Early installments issued last year and earlier this year highlighted the unequivocal scientific basis for climate change and its deadly impacts. These and other reports have linked climate change to the rising sea level, flood and heat waves, as well as more intense hurricanes. St. Lucia Times reports that the National Emergency Management Organization of St. Vincent and the Grenadines reported last week that the Lesafri volcano monitoring equipment at Griggs, the location a seismic monitoring station, was a target of vandalism. On its official Facebook page, the National Emergency Management Organization said the wires to the seismic station were cut and a solar panel removed. According to the organization, it meant that data from the site, established in June 2021 after the explosive eruptions of the volcano, was unavailable. Seismic Research Center Director Dr. E. Joseph explained that the station is a part of a network to monitor the Lesafri volcano effectively. The Nemo call on individuals with information about damage to the seismic station to contact the police. In addition, the organization issued an urgent appeal to the public not to tamper with or remove volcanic monitoring equipment. Last month, the volcanic alert level at La Sofri Volcano in St. Vincent and the Grenadines changed from yellow to green. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Tuesday, April 5th. I'm Keisha Wallace, thanking you for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news. Be sure to spread the word to family, friends, and associates. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com and be sure to like and follow us on Facebook, now Meta.